Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello and welcome to Real Estate 360. We have another fantastic show. This is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable. And this is Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. Fantastic. Here we are, man. Here we are. And listen, I got to say it before we get going. You guys make sure that you go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and subscribe to our uh, podcast. You're going to want to, you're going to want to see it. I mean, go to YouTube, you know, it's the real estate 360 channel, you know, subscribe, watch comment. We really do appreciate your comments. I cannot stress enough how, uh, how, the, the importance of engaging with us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like, uh, you know, with the content that we deliver. Let us know what you want to hear. If there's something specific, that's the only way that I know that people can reach out to us and let us know. You yeah. have to engage with us. That would be fantastic if they did that. I'd love it if they do that. You know what? Um, we have in front of us something that we've never really had before, which is an outline for today's show. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, one of the producers suggested, you know, you guys might want to have an outline so you kind of stay on topic. But uh, at the same time, you know, maybe being off topic every now and then adds a little different flavor. There's nothing wrong with a little banter. Nothing no. wrong with that, you know, until we get into the politics <laughs> side of it. Then, you know. It's not banter anymore. No. But uh, today we are speaking on success in your first 30 days. But listen, before we do that, I'm going to go off topic right now. <laughs> I, can't help, I can't help it. How did you become hashtag the real estate trainer? You know, it's a very long story, but in short... Uh, I uh, I came into this industry not knowing much, spent a lot of time learning things. That's, of course, when we met. Right. And uh, I had a partner back then. You'll remember that person, the little lady. Oh, yes, I remember. And uh, things financially didn't go so well with that, with that person. And uh, that person took a lot of money. Okay. Took a lot of money. Your so, money. And, and others. Oh, okay. And others, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just me. Um, but uh, it went from learning how to do real estate with credit and a little bit of money yeah. to learning how to do real estate with no credit, well, with bad credit and no money. And uh, I made a promise to myself at that point when I was learning those techniques and practicing those techniques and putting them to work that when I did uh, get myself together that I would share the processes oh. with people. I didn't have a written curriculum or anything like that. I simply just shared it. But that group turned into about 15 people. And one of those people in that group had a mentor who came in town. And that mentor, I had a, you know, I had convinced them to let me go out and look at properties that I had found for them, of course. Right. And uh, he invited me to come and talk to a group and the rest is history. And then it just kind of developed from there. Uh, the real estate trainer is a real thing. It's not a, it's not a one-off. You know, people say they do it. I, you know, I do it. You do it. I mean, we do this, and we do it on a grand scale. And it's got everything to do with making sure that people can succeed if they want to. That's it. It's not about anything else. Part of that motivation is the first two years you got involved, right? Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> All right. Let's get specific. It was very painful those first two and a half years because I couldn't make any money. I mean, I read every book. Yeah. You know, I tried to implement the processes that were in there. I did not understand the fact that, you know, the people that wrote this book, you know, one guy 
lives in California, and he was using certain you know practices and legalities for that state. Another guy lived in Florida. Two two guys lived yeah. in Florida, and they were practicing what worked in that state. I'm in Georgia. It's different. It's t- it's totally different, and I did not know that. I mean, you're reading these things like they're the gospel, and you're and you're implementing the processes just as it says, but it still wasn't working. Yeah, I get it. So the topic today is success in your first 30 days. Absolutely. You didn't quite make that. I definitely didn't make the 30 <laughs> days, no. But, you know, you and I hear people say, listen, you know, I'm just getting into this. I need to make this first real estate transaction work. Right. That's I right. need to make this first one work because if I don't, I'm dead. That's right. So what are the odds of that happening? I mean, if if someone listened to what they were being taught yeah, and they just implemented, because, again, people have a tendency to use perfection as their form of procrastination, as I like to say, right? Right. They want to know that it's perfect, that it's, you know, exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's written here, and now I understand every line item. Now I'm going to do it. Right. Well, they think they're not going to make any mistakes, which is why they wait until their 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 formations are perfect, and it's never going to be perfect. You have to act. Right. You know. I mean, I wish we could be perfect. You know, I wish we were batting a thousand. You know, but we can't. You simply have to act. And if you want to have success in your first thirty days, and success can be defined in any number of ways, right? It's organization. You know, how are you going to market? Who are you going to market to? How do you build your buyers list, sellers list? Well, you, you know, know, the guys I talk to, their definition of success is they want to make money they on do. the first one. Absolutely. But, you know, rookies make mistakes. Rookies do. And they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, we know what we know, right? Yeah. And, and to some extent, we know what we don't know. Mm. But we don't know the things that we don't know about. We don't know. And that is like 99.99% of the universe as it <laughs> That's exists. Right. That's right. So we don't know squat huh? <laughs> you know really what that's right about. so it's got to be you know a little scary especially to those perfectionists you're talking about who who need to have everything lined up right and trying to figure out everything and to, to your point you know you got to take the action yeah. at the bottom of this outline in segment four uh it says plan do review it's right here on actually on page one. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh, segment four <laughs> but it says plan do review so you know the perfectionists are going to plan, 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 plan right, some right. more, you know, yeah. and maybe maybe they may do it or maybe they may never do it. Yeah. Or and, and the thing about this, the reason I wanted to point this out was it's plan and do it and review it because no matter what happens, we don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. really. And the reality of that is we're always reviewing the things that we've done we're revamping our processes. Yeah. Uh, our new processes, in most cases, are things that we used to do that didn't work in another, you know, aspect of the economic cycle that we're in, right? Right. But after a while, you just know, okay, it's time to do it this way. It's time to offer it. But you have to do it first. You have yeah, to do you it do. first. And, and the plan to review thing, you can do it in any order you want. That's right. You can, you can do it, and then you can review it and then plan again. But once you get started, it's always... It's, you're always planning to do it because you say, wow, what happened with that? That did that went great, or this didn't go so good. Mm-hmm. So that's the review, and then you redo it. So you start to do it again, and then you plan it and go. You know, just right. do that process. That's right. But 
the topics for segment one here are, you know, figure out where you want to go. What are you doing? What kind of an investor are you? Mm -hmm. Are you going to start out with this as a wholesaler where you're going to purchase a, well, not even purchase, just write a contract on it, Mm -hmm. create, do the Rush Limbaugh thing, (laughs) Uh, create the paper, create this piece of paper that has value in it. So Mm -hmm. you really need to know what you're doing when you're, when you're doing that. So, so the paper actually has some value Mm -hmm. and then you sell the paper, you assign the contract and then you collect that assignment fee. So that's right. So that's one. And number two is you buy and hold. Well, you, the the second one I have on here is buy and then just resell it. Don't fix it. Don't rent it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that gives you, you're buying time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, and then you yes, buy and hold. Buy yeah, and hold yeah. is a rental. Um, what else is on there? Fix and flip. You know, we got fix and flip. Uh, investing as a lender, but even with those, I like that one because there are a lot of people that come into. I've witnessed it, and I know you've witnessed it. I've witnessed people with substantial means. Yes, right. Yeah, a lot of money uh, come into a room because they've been watching. You know, one of those. Somebody brothers, shows, right? You know, whatever. And they say, "I want to flip a house." And you know, you're looking at a guy who's got you know ten million dollars in the bank, and he wants to flip a house and make you know forty grand, fifty grand. It's a very big waste of time and energy. You know, if you've got those kind of resources, you need to look at doing different things. That's becoming a lender, investing passively, but having all the security in the world that you could possibly legally get. Uh, uh, being that lender and have passive income coming in and the same with multifamily. It's the same in there for that same group of people, you know, so often I witness, and I know you do, uh, we witness people, whether they have experience or not, but they've got some means, especially those of us that have had experience. Yeah. We will stay in the single family lane to one extent or, or another whether we're wholesaling, because we wind up doing it all. We wind up wholesaling, fix and flip. You wind up buying and holding sometimes out of necessity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, that's part of the review process. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so you wind up doing everything, but you're stuck in that single family lane. Yeah. Because, and you're not looking at anything else. Right. And that can really stifle people. And it's kind of important, at least from my perspective, you know, because I was in this particular perception you know you you hear things about you know from these speakers and the trainers and the people who are trying to sell you this program or mm. whatever and they say you know buy single families rent them and just hold them and wait you know that's right i did that and you know that may or may not be the right thing to, for you to do it may not fit your personality it yeah. may not fit your your financial goals well it definitely mm. wouldn't but you won't know that until you start doing it right, right? you don't know especially in the fast world that we live in today, and I'm specifically talking about tax advantages, right? There's different tax advantages for owning single family and commercial, totally different tax advantages. And once you learn them, the way you think will, will change. Right. Because I don't care if you've got a hundred houses free and clear. Yeah. You got all that money coming in, but how you depreciate them, just the taxes, the taxes, the write-offs that you can create for yourself over an extended amount of time. Those won't qualify for. Exactly. You know, so you, you have, I mean, you're going to get write-offs, but it's not going to be as extensive as it would in, on the commercial side. Right. You know, yeah. and you learn that and you're like, yo, I got to get that. You know, how do I, how do I, cause you get too much cash coming in, you're going to pay a huge chunk in taxes. You got to watch it. 
So we're going to go into next segment with uh, what what is the next step? So you pick out where you want to end up. With and your, know your values. And know your values. And we'll be back in a few moments. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Here we go. We are back. Thank you for staying with us. This is Jason Miles, and I am here with Mr. Steve Connolly. Connolly, the hashtag unemployable one. And that's Steve, what they say. That's right. So, Steve. Yes. Now, we know what we're going to be talking about today. We've gone through the overview. And, and really now it's time to kind of get into the meat and potatoes of, of what we do. Uh, so the first thing that, I, you know, people have to do is, I know that they have to make offers, but really the first thing they got to do is find these deals. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So how do they do that? Oh, you're looking at my list that says make offers, but I left out how do they find the the properties. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) So, well, there's about a billion ways to find real estate. I mean, you know, the other day we were on the phone and I said, I'm going to go driving for dollars, you know. And uh, so I was out just riding around and, and, West um, Cobb County, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to find something. And I said, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time <laughs> and gas, you know, because I was in this neighborhood. I was kind of riding around the neighborhood. And I was talking on the phone. I didn't really have, I was look, kind of glancing out the window. There was nothing around. I was, I was in the wrong neighborhood. Right. That's all. It, right. was, it was too nice, honestly. And there was nothing there that, that uh, could possibly be, you know, a, a bond fix and flip or mm-hmm. anything like that. So, so Yeah. Do we want to talk about all of those ways? I mean, right there's now? just so many. I don't think we can, you know. <laughs> no. But, uh, I wanted. I do want to say that uh, for people starting out, this is these are the things they hear. They hear driving for dollars. They hear banded signs. You know, all those relatively cost-effective things, right? Right, right? And I say relative because you can drive around for a week and spend a hundred bucks in gas. You can go out and buy, you know, fifty banded signs or you know, like I did, I bought, I think, 65 online. It was 260 bucks with the stakes and everything. You know, and that's why I say relative, right? Sure. Um, but <clears throat> for people that are just starting out, one of the best techniques that I give them, if they truly don't have the means, the cash, to spend a little money on a direct marketing campaign or whatever, um, I recommend that they look around you know, as they're driving to work or whatever, you know, whatever they're doing and they're going to see banded signs. We buy houses, you know, we buy houses fast, call those people because if they're buying the houses, they're selling the house, right? You know, and you don't know who's going to be on the other end of that. Now, once you've called them, it's like, okay, what, what do you say now? What you can do with all kinds of wholesalers, you can say, listen, you know, I'm a local wholesaler that has a, a list of buyers do you mind if I market your properties? Now, you didn't find a property, and you may not even have any buyers. 
But you can go to that website or have that person, you know, email you over the particulars on that on that house or on their on their houses, and you can put them on Craigslist. You can put them on Facebook, and you can begin to build your buyers list with other people's properties. And if one of those people buys that property, granted, you're not going to make ten grand, but you might make three, you might make five, you may only make fifteen hundred, but you started with zero. Exactly, and you know that's exactly uh, the way to start. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to really know too much. You that's can right. use their numbers mm-hmm. and uh, build your knowledge base from there. How did you get this number? How did you find this house? How did you determine the, the value here? Yeah. And where do I make money? Exactly. You know, do I add money to it? Do, is there is my profit inside that that number you have? You know, you can begin to ask these questions, or you can ask your mentor. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock on wood. <laughs> right. Um, but that's just how that goes. Now, the other, another way that you can do that with almost nothing is get with a realtor or get online and start looking at houses and do searches and find, you know, do a search for the cheapest house with these parameters, you know, maybe 1,500 square feet in mm-hmm. a certain area, and just look for the cheapest one. And, and you do that by going, you can do it simply by going to Zillow. Sure. And, and you know, you do, there's a filter there, and you can say, I'm looking for houses for sale. Or houses that sold from zero to a hundred thousand dollars in this zip code, or in you know because they have that thing there where you can circle the area that you want to look in. You know, you can just if you have that kind of area, you can pick the zip code. You can uh, you can pick the town. You can pick whatever you want. That's exactly right. And you can look and you can see, you know, exactly what's for sale. And uh, you just kind of play with that tool, that price fixing tool. Let me be clear. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Price fixing? Well, the filtering. The filtering system oh, that okay, is right, on right. Zillow. Okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you kind of just play with the parameters of that to determine, you know, like you said, yeah. you know, square footage, uh, price points. And then, like, we'll look at stuff all the time. And there's, you know, a 700-square-foot house there. Nobody's going to buy that thing and renovate it. It costs more to renovate it than it would be worth, generally speaking. That's probably true. But, you know, there are people out there that would look for a house like that mm-hmm. because you can buy it cheap. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's probably a 2-1. Yep. And, and I, know, uh, I know of a few people who, would, who buy those because they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. They can rent them. It's a, you know, it's going to rent it to a single older older couple or mm-hmm. older individual mm-hmm. and it's they get good rent out of that relative to the size and what they paid for it right there's always a way there's to, always a way you know i'm just the reason i mentioned that's just there's there's something else there's something yeah. other things i cannot pr- try to predetermine what somebody's going to buy yeah i'm just going to go f- try to find the best deal i can wrap it up tie it up put it on the market and see what happens that's exactly right, and that's how it has to be all the time. I mean, there's so many people that are running around out here. Uh, you know, the the key word out there today is, or phrase I should say is, know your avatar, know your avatar. You know, <laughs> right. Meaning, you know, who is your buyer? Who is your client? You know, who are you catering to? There's no, there's no way to define that. I mean, the definition is so broad. Okay, who, who's your avatar? Who, who are your buyers? Okay, well, our buyer is between the ages of 27 and 63, uh, half of them are male, half of them are female, you know, half of them are black, half of them are white, or whatever the case. There's just no possible way 
to, you know, I mean, you can take a segment of it and you can say, well, you know, 47% of the people that buy from us fit this demographic. And then you can try to target them. And I know that's the way mass marketing works, but it really doesn't work so well uh, in a, in a smaller market. I mean, it's no, for what we do anyway. So you just have to, you know, cast this broad net over everything. And that's what you want, because as you said, you never know who it's going to be or what they want. You can't determine that. No, you can't. But a lot of people think they want to be in the fix and flip arena. Now we've got a, uh, one of our mentor students said, you know, we, we found a few properties. There was at least one of them that's still in the process of being closed out Mm -hmm. on just a wholesale deal. So she's going to make really good money on that. Mm -hmm. And then, but she said, I want to do a fix and flip. And you know, I said, are you sure, (laughs) you know, are are you out of your mind? And, uh, but she said, now I want to do it. So she found one, uh, where, uh, an investor who wanted to do a fix and flip, got in trouble, ran out of money, got a bad contractor, you know, all the things that can go wrong, you know, went wrong. So we, we, she said, Hey, how do I do this? So we got with her and did a, uh, a, we purchased that property. I'm not going to get into the details, how we did it. And we said, listen, you're going to need X amount of dollars, you know, Take to to catch things up to to get the building permits, get the con- contractor started, all this. So we got started on that, right? And first thing is go get a building permit because the other lady who jumped into it stumped her toe, mm. didn't do all that. The contractor said he's going to take care of it. He didn't, you know. Anyway, that's another story. So we said, all right, get down to the city and get your get your permits and. It, you got to get the drawing, so that costs money. The permits cost money. The contractor costs money. All that is money, you know, going out. And so we, you know, you need a certain amount of money to, you know, in the bank to make this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to her a couple of days ago, and she said, "I'm, I don't think I've got enough. I'm already running short." She, she had arranged for a family member to give her a loan on the property for an interest rate, and I said, "Well, you know, I, I understand." Because you've got now you you know you got to make the payments you got to do this, uh, she said. I said you can go back to your sister and borrow some more money. She said I didn't even think about that, you know. Yeah. Now sometimes it's helpful to have another person looking in. The point is, you know, got to be prepared or at least, you know, know that what you're getting into is probably not the way it looks on DIY TV network. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. You're not going to go stand in front of the house for the auction, right? No. You know, you're, you're not going to, I mean, uh, listen, they have to make it uh, exciting. What are those 30 minute shows? Some of them are an hour long, Yeah. but you know, a 30 minute show is really 22 minutes. You know, I think a 60 minute show is double that. Yeah. So, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's only so much drama that can fit into that time and they have to maximize the drama factor. Right. Well, there's so, plenty of drama in real estate. I mean, you know, <laughs> that there is, you know, you can just look at our stuff you yeah, know, and see is. plenty of drama there, but you know, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of really knowing what it is. I mean, you can't, it's, it's good that you, people get excited about an industry. Yeah. You know, it's great, but it's a business and that's what people are really kind of missing out on. I mean, this is a business. Yes, it's a lifestyle. We talk about that. We preach that. That's our mantra, if you will. But if you don't understand that this is a business, it's not a hobby. It's not something that you just throw some money at and it's going to, you know, miraculously double. It's just, it does not work that way. 
Does it happen? Absolutely. Does it happen more than not for some of us? Yes, if you know what you're doing, right? which is why we're here. We want you to understand that if you're going to flip contracts and it costs you $1,000 to make $6,000, you know, cash on cash returns there are pretty high, even if you, if it takes you, you know, two months to do it. I mean, where do you get, you know, that level of a return from? So your only question at that point should be, how many times a month can I do this? Right. And, right? you know, I don't know about you, but I was not born on the planet knowing this stuff. No. I mean, I didn't drop out here and then start buying and selling houses. That's you know? right. <laughs> so it was a process. It was, I mean, I thought there was a Benjamin Button thing kind of going on. Oh, yeah, know? really? Yeah. I, I kind of feel that way. <laughs> you know, I have a little mantra in my head. I'm getting younger. but That's right. Sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to walk, you know, to, over to the next room, I'm wondering, where did that go? <laughs> well, listen, we're going to take a break so we can get back to some other ish, uh, some other things to talk about. On this. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Real Estate 360. And uh, here we are, Steve Connolly and Jason O'Miles. That is correct. Listen, I got to just tell a quick story, okay? Please. I promise it'll be quick. Relatively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were talking on the break about, you know, knowing what to do. Uh, where do you find the information? A lot of people will listen to this uh, and they'll they'll kind of disregard. Maybe they went to one of these events that came in town and they were like, I'm not spending all that money to learn how to do real estate. So they do in their mind what the next logical step is if they want to learn how to become a real estate investor mm-hmm. is they go to uh, what's that? They go to real realtors school. They take oh, yeah, that uh, right. what is it two two week class or whatever three week class. Yeah, and they spend the four hundred bucks to do that, and they go there. Now, when I started, I wanted to learn real estate, but I knew I wasn't going to get my mm-hmm. license. I didn't need my license, but I wanted to know what they knew. I wanted to know what what why this wasn't working for me. So, I took a class. There wasn't really a bunch of information there. You know, I didn't really learn anything. I already knew all that stuff. A couple of years later, I had a lot more experience now. So I figured, let me go back and check it out, you know, because now I have more information. Maybe I missed something. So I went and I took the class again <clears throat> and I sat there and I listened and I said, no, I'm not missing anything, you know, but I interjected a little bit here and there. And I did that three times every two years. I did it three times. I went the third time. And now I really was in the know. I mean, I had, at that point, truly changed my life financially, uh, the way the business was going. I was now on the road. I'm running around the country speaking and writing. And I, I knew a lot more the third time around. So I went back in to this class, and I sat there, and I listened to this instructor tell people what they couldn't do. You know, like some of the things that we'll talk about here, like they talked about not being able to have double closing. Really? Yeah. They talked about um, just contractually things that you could not do, right? They were telling them that they could not act as an investor if they were acting as an agent, as a realtor, excuse me. But that's totally not the case because, as we know, there are plenty of realtors that are also investors. Well, don't they have to do one or the other? Yeah, and it's just about they can do them both, but they have to disclose it. Right. Right. So if they're going to go and, and utilize their MLS database to market for their own purposes, they're well within their right to do that because it's 
they they pay their monthly dues to sure. do that. Mm-hmm. And if they are marketing to someone and they get someone that says, I'd love to sell my house, but they know I can make you a good offer. I can pay you what you're asking for the for the house. Well, I have to let you know that I'm a realtor, but I'd like to buy this house for my investment company. And the the verbal disclosure and the written disclosure is all they legally need. Right. As long as they let well, the person know that they were an agent. Everybody knows that realtors will buy, you know, what's that called? A guaranteed offer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, we've got a local agent that made a huge business. Absolutely. On, on, on that. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, he, he's... He's done well for himself with this with this kind of tactic. But in that class, they weren't teaching you that. And, yes, it's true. Better than 95% of realtors do not make any money because it they do. They do it as a hobby. They see the stuff on TV, and they're like, yeah, I can do that. You know, I know somebody who flips houses. Maybe I can be their realtor. But they have to understand that that person they know that flips houses already has relationships already has processes. doesn't mean they're not going to help them out in some kind of way, but most of the people that are doing this, going to get their license, you know, they're, they're not making any money. You know, it's a very small percentage. It's like, I think it's, it's equal to what the real uh, financial world looks yeah, like in terms of who has the money, you know? And you know, you've got, to, that's a great point about the realtors. And, you know, I had a realtor contact me and said, Hey, I want, I want to, I want you to buy some houses from me. I said, great. You know, now, this realtor was a realtor. She didn't really understand what an investor does. Right. So she started sending me stuff, listed MLS properties, you know, that she thought was a great, they, she thought they were great deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, so what? You know, yeah. and like, who cares? That's $20,000 off a $250,000 yeah, house. Yeah, stuff like that. And, and That's great and, for the guy that wants to live in it. She, so she's calling me saying, well, why aren't you buying these? And I said, well, you know, these aren't, these aren't really what I'm looking for. <laughs> and so she kept doing it for a while and I, she finally just quit. Right. And was, but she thought that I wasn't doing what I needed to do, you know, yeah. which was buy stuff from her, <laughs> you know, like, okay. But she didn't know what a deal was. She had no idea. Right. And, and that, that happens a lot because again, they, they're used to retail sales. That's and what they, they do. Do not teach you how to be a real estate investor mm-hmm. in the real estate licensing course. Oh, absolutely not. It would defeat the purpose. Right. You know, I've I've had uh, people that I was teaching, students, if you will, that take the information that I've given them and they've gone to ask realtors or brokers, you know, this information. Maybe they were trying to get a, a job with them more. Well, every in every case that was that way. And they'd come back and say, "This well, they told me this was illegal. I can't, I can't get a contract on a property and sell it to the, uh, someone else without being a realtor." Well, <laughs> well, it happens every day. We live <laughs> in what is known as a free market society. Yeah. I do not have to go to a realtor to buy or sell a property. I do not have to go to a dealership to buy or sell a car. Right. Yeah. I do have to go there for, uh, to the grocery store if I want groceries, though. Now, Unless I have a guard. The government would want you to think you have to go through these channels, realtors yeah. and channels and so because that's the only way they can be assured of getting their cut. Well, I, and, yeah. I, and I disagree with that as well because okay. no matter what, these contracts are going to be filed in the local municipalities. That's true. So yeah. from a taxation perspective, it's just them looking. These things are public record. 
And if you profited, the attorney who closed that deal will be sending you a 1099. Absolutely. He so, sure will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, there is, there are checks and balances in place for the government to make sure they get their piece. Yeah. But you're right. About th- that. There is nothing here that is illegal whatsoever. I mean, the illegality comes in when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you haven't had your contracts checked and you're, you, you know, you go on Google and you just pick up a, a PSA, a purchase and sales agreement. Well, you don't know where that purchase and sales agreement was written. You're just buying this thing because you think it's good. It may have been written in Washington state and you're using it in Fulton County, Georgia. The laws will be different. The contract that was written will not be it's not formed for Georgia, so you're taking some chances. You know, Steve takes uh, um, the the initiative every couple months and updates our contracts, not just because of legal parameters, th- that being the case as well, but because we're constantly reviewing the Absolutely. way we do business. So yeah. we want different language in there for different types. Of, we have different PSAs for what we buy than we do but what we sell, PSA is a purchase and sale agreement, right? Not not a public service announcement. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get one example of that is the insurance clause where we're buying one. And so if we're buying a property, we have in our purchase contract where if the house burns down, then we have the option of taking the insurance proceeds and the property in lieu, you know, without canceling the contract. That's, That's our option. That's right. Now, we don't give that option when we're on our contracts when we're selling it. Mm-hmm. We're saying, no, uh, We if we want to, we'll have the option to cancel the contract if it burns down because it's our insurance that's paying for it. That's we right. might want to keep that money. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's a perfect example of what we're saying. Your right. contracts need to be tailored for the market in which you're working in, at least the state that you're working in. So, Yes, you can get yourself a boiler point, uh, a, a boiler plate, plate. template, mm-hmm. but it is imperative that you spend the couple hundred bucks it's going to take for an attorney to look at it, review it, and modify it for your specific need in your specific area. It's as simple as that. Uh, you really want to make sure you do that. So there isn't any, there aren't any illegalities. You just want to make sure that you're staying on top of things, you know. And when you want to assign a contract, which is which is one of the things that you have in that contract, you know, you needed to be written in the contract. It needs to be stated that this contract is or is not assignable. Or you can leave it out. Or you can leave it out, but just leave out that language. Yeah. And then it's assignable. That's right. Cause you don't know if, if as long as it's right. not prohibited by the contract. Right. And ours on our sale side is prohibited yep. unless, unless expressly written. Absolutely. So, so that's our we side, know. It is actually is expressly written that we can assign it. That's correct. We just want to put it in there saying, hey, we have the option <laughs> to assign this. That's exactly right. Sure. So assigning contracts is nothing more than going out, finding a good deal. You know, first, of course, learning how to evaluate the, the property, how to evaluate its value, and determining at that point, you know, what you should what your strike price is, as one would say in the stock market, where sure. where what is your offer going to be? Your what we call your mayo or your maximum allowable offer. And you make that, you get it under contract, and your contract says, your contract is going to say that this is fully assignable. Absolutely. Or nothing. It's ambiguous, which means you can do it anyway because it doesn't say you can't. That's right. Right? 
And then you go out and you find someone who wants to buy that. Now, back in the day, you could literally sell the contract. You didn't have to have the closing. You know, like you could give me a check for twenty five hundred bucks, and I right. just give you the contract and go away, and then you just focus on. You the can closing. still do that. You can still do it, but no one does it because no one trusts anyone anymore. No, no. <laughs> hey, I did that. I bought one, and I said, "Man, I shouldn't have done it this way." You know, that was one of those plan do review moments. You know, it's like that's a good comeback, right? Yeah, there. I like that. It's a good bring back. Uh, but you know, those are things that you could do. You know, and. Uh, we talked about having an attorney review your contract. So find a good closing attorney, a real estate attorney. That's on our list, right? It now. is on our list. Yeah, find it on segment three. That's right. Find a you, find you, a good attorney that understands what investors do because right. not all of them out there do that. And they sure don't. So, you know, make sure you find them. Talk to other investors. See who they're closing with. And then go and interview them. You know, I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. we Before we go and close with an attorney – on our own because we're picking who's going to earn that money. Right. We want to make sure that our, and they're not charging us too much. <laughs> yeah, that's otherwise first, I'll right. turn into a whiny little, you know, <laughs> we want to know the best or, you know, like I did last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's take a quick break and get yeah. back to it. Okay. All right. All right. We are back. Thank you for sticking it out with us. That was a great break. I love those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to <laughs> recap what we've been talking about. You know, absolutely. So, but before we recap, yes, allow me to take yet another again, moment. What was that movie? <laughs> allow myself to introduce myself. But uh, no, I want to make sure that you guys go to iTunes, leave us a review. You know. Uh, watch the podcast, subscribe, be notified when we have good stuff coming, this great content. You're going to want to hear it. Um, go to YouTube, Spotify, leave us some comments. I can't stress it enough. We love it when we see that kind of stuff. We want to get back to people. We want to engage. We want to know what you like, what you don't like. So just take a moment to do that. Okay. Now back to the recap. Yes. We're done with that PSA. So that's a real PSA, by the way, not yeah. the, not a purchase and sell agreement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to, we were talking about success in your first 30 days. Right. And, uh, you know, like you said, how do you define success? It can be, you know, just getting through a project, whether you make money or not, maybe you're, you just, you've learned a lot, you know, yeah. by doing one, you will have learned how the process works. Yeah. And is it going to be exactly like that on the next one? No, not right. likely. Yeah. But. You'll know what to do. You, you know. will know what to do. And it's just a matter of actually doing it. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> inside 30 days, you know, you can begin the process of financially changing your life. You know, inside that 30 days, you will absolutely uh, create different ways to think, different ways to see things. And that is truly the beginning of the transformation of your life. So you can't move into a new portion of your life, a new business without changing your mind. You, you have to change the way you think. You and that's all to. about what the first 30 days is. Yes, can you make money? Yes. Is it possible? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? But you have to put yourself there mentally. You have to believe that it's going to happen. You have to know that it's going to happen. It's more than a belief. I mean, I know in my DNA that this is my life and it's going to escalate. You know, that we're going to make everything we do work. One way or another. 
It by hook will or by not crook. By hook or not by hook, by crook. <laughs> not by crook. You know, I don't like the crook part, but no, you know, listen, you know, by hook or by crook. But you just find ways, you make it happen, and you're gonna have stumbling blocks, you're gonna have roadblocks, and you have to be fluid in that, you know. You can't stop water, baby. It's now, gonna go up, it's gonna go down, it's gonna go around, but it's gonna get through. Or they, so just be fluid. Or if they just have a lot of money and they want to invest it in our multifamily syndications, then it will be fluid because then we're taking all of the hits. Yeah. And we're handling all the issues and the drama that comes up on a daily basis with these things. That's and correct. Operations. Oper- yes. You know, um, renovations. I'm gonna ch- thank you. I'm going to change <laughs> my word from drama to operations. That's right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's the operations, man. If you it, and that's really with everything. Not not even just the multifamily in any business. You're operating your business. So what you do is you focus on working on your business, and not necessarily in your business. So when you're working, like like you and I, you know, we really just came to the realization that you know what, there are bigger fish to fry out here, but we don't want to give up what we're doing. So we've brought people in. To, yeah. to work in those aspects of our businesses because it makes us more money. You know, it, it makes us more money because we have time to focus on the other things and adding value into that. So we're working more on our business than in our business as opposed to what we were doing a year ago. The I think it's the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. That's correct. Theory. And so we're bringing in certain resources that we have and we're bringing those folks in to help us while they're helping themselves right. with our resources. And it makes a lot of sense. That's right. It's yeah. bigger for them. Yeah. They and make more and we make more. That's right. We yeah. just kind of sit back and have a meeting once or twice a week. Yeah. You know, and um, make sure those resources are there. But, you know, you got to get to that point, though. You, you have to get there. And even when you're there, it's all about managing and operating. But you have to learn these things on the on the way. So that you can implement them, and you will. You know, we know we need personal assistance, but we still like answering the phone. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So well, stuff happens. You know, when you answer the phone, <laughs> exactly, because you, know? you don't know what that's going to be. Right. You know, you never know. I mean, we got a telephone call. Um, what? What? Maybe earlier this week, I believe it was. Someone needed bridge capital. You know. Yeah. You know, there's a, a couple points right there that we can earn just just by answering the phone. Sure. You know, deals come in from marketing that we did months ago that someone's just now ready to sell. And they kept the flyer or the letter and they're calling and saying, hey, I got this letter. And you're like, OK, you mean the one I sent four months ago? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if someone tells me they got a flyer, you know, I haven't put out any flyers in at least a year and a half. Wow. So when I get a telephone call that someone's calling from a flyer that I put, I, I know that what we do works because I'm getting those telephone calls. Exactly. You never know when it's going to work, when it's going to materialize. You just know that it's going to materialize. That's what you have to know. Right. That's what and you to have to And to review a little bit more, you know, it's a really good idea to decide what it is you want to do and what, how you, what, what is, what does your life look like at the end of the day? You right. Know? Does that mean you want to be a wholesaler where you, write the contracts and sell off the contracts. You know, it's, you have to know the whole business to be a, a, a really effective wholesaler. You mm-hmm. have to know from the beginning to the end and, and think of it from the point of view of who you're selling your product to. Right, right. So you want to be a wholesaler. That's a, 
great place to start because then you can easily, now you've got a foundation of building blocks to stand on. If you want to go into fix and flip or if you want to do the buy, fix, rent, and Mm long-term holds, you can go from there to pretty much anywhere. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, it's really easy to say, Hey, listen, you know, to be an effective wholesaler, you got to know everything because you will be effective. Right. But you know, the person that's just starting out in order for, you know, for us to give them the pretty house and the ugly house techniques and all that is entailed inside of both of those strategies, because ultimately it breaks down to just those two, but the stuff inside those two, there's so much there. And it's going to take you some time to learn it, you know, and that again is the benefit of working with a mentor, you know, a coach, if you will, whatever the case, you know, working with someone that if you've got a deal or, or an opportunity, let's call it, because we don't know if it's a deal and we definitely don't know what kind of deal it is. Right. If you're looking at something, if you put some marketing out there and, and something came back, you don't know enough to know if it's a good deal or not, or what kind of good deal it is. It could be a pretty house deal. It could be an ugly house deal. It could be a lease option. It could be, it could be all kind of different things, right? So, One of our mentor students called me the other day and said, hey, I've got this land that is five acres mm-hmm. over such and such. And she said, is, for 200000 or something like that. And she said, is that a good deal? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it depends, you know. But you know, on the face of it, it sounds like it could be really good. But... You know, you've got to do research. And and that, you know, and even with the land, especially for new people, I mean, okay, yeah. what do you want to do with the land? Well, they don't know. And, and, the, and the answer is, well, I want to sell it. Okay, well, now you have to find the right kind of buyer because it's not as easy to go get money on land as no. it is to get on a house. So, and it takes longer, generally speaking, unless you just so happen to know someone who has a parcel of land in one of the hottest areas of the city. Right. It won't sit there that long then. Mm-hmm. You know, but more often than not, that's not the case. This didn't qualify yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Then so, I told her, I said, you got to, you know, what are you going to do with it? You got to pick your battles. Too, yeah, you know? exactly. You're going to divide. Is, a, is somebody going to buy it and turn it into lots? So you got to find out what the zoning is. Can you do a quarter acre lots or do you have to do half acre? And, yeah. And then you have, to, what about the infrastructure? What about, you know, she, oh, yeah, it has to be a cul-de-sac. That's okay. So now you got a couple hundred thousand dollars in development costs. Yeah. And it's only five acres. It's only said. five acres. That's too much going on there. That's, it, it is too much. <laughs> and I said, and then you've got to have a seller that's willing to wait for you to spend all this money and, before you buy it to see if it, anyway, you yeah. pick your battles. Pick your battles. You know, just because you see something there with a sign that says for sale by owner doesn't mean that it's a good deal. That's right. You know, yeah. or what kind of deal it is. But the point I was making, you just oh, yeah. illustrated. Right. You know, she didn't know. So she picked up the phone and she called the person that could give her the information that she needed. Right. To determine where she was, you know, what decision she was going to make. And that's exactly what people need to do. If you don't know, you don't know. And you have to ask the question. So you reach out to the people that you know to do that. And by doing that, you will start to develop these processes of your own. You know what I mean? You'll know, okay, this is what's going to go into this kind of a deal the next time I find something like that. So if I really think it's a great deal, I've got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, you know this, this show has been about success in your first 30 days. Yes. And we actually have a seminar called 
success in your first 30 days. Right. Overview. And so, because it's two hours, you know, there's just no way we can get all the information into two hours, but we're going to do an overview of success in your first 30 days. That is October the 19th. And guess what? It's from 10 to noon. Yes. And it's $5,000. That's right. (laughs) We do take bags of nickels. (laughs) So bring them with you. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, you know, it's $20 as usual. It's $20 for our our two-hour seminar. Yes. You know, we give you 100% guarantee, money-back guarantee, that if you're not 100% thrilled with the information that we give you. Right. You get your $20 back. Get your $20 back. Yeah. $20. But you have to buy lunch, so it's kind of a wash. Go to realestate360show.com, <laughs> realestate360show.com to find out where that is. You can find it on Eventbrite as well, Real Estate 360 on Eventbrite, mm-hmm. and there it'll be. So listen, Steve, I want to thank you for your time today. Well, thank you for yours. Well, yes, well. you're more than welcome, kind sir. I enjoy delivering this information to people with you. It is really, truly the highlight of my week. And uh, I, again, want to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to go to iTunes, uh, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, YouTube, and make sure that you're subscribing and commenting. Engage with us. Thank you for your time. And listen, we want to thank you for watching and make sure that you get back here next week right here on the Real Estate 360 Show.